Welcome to day 136 of Shaped by the Word. Uh, we're in our third season, uh, the story of the prophets. And the prophets are the bridge between the Old and the New Testament. The gospel and God's grace comes into clearer, clearer focus. His promises, you know, are, are beautiful and, and they're, you know, beyond our imagination. But he is also a God who is, you know, is sure to, to judge sin. And uh, so you see a beautiful blend of how righteousness and mercy come together in, you know, in the, in, in the promise of, you know, God's future. So we're doing Habakkuk. Habakkuk's a little different. Habakkuk is not uh, warning the people about the coming judgment. He's complaining to God about his lack of, uh, you know, acting when he sees injustice. And even the fact that he might judge, you know, the nation of Israel by a, a nation that is even more crooked, more perverse than Israel, you know, has, has possibly been. And uh, we come to a place where God says, I am in my holy temple. Let all the earth be silent. And uh, in other words, to trust me to work out in history, you know, my purposes. And then uh, we, we find Habakkuk resigning himself to that. So both Katie and David had said earlier in the day that they, they couldn't stay for this, but they're hanging on the edge of their seats to see yeah, how the book of it. Habakkuk ends. So they um, have one more podcast in them. So I'm Paul here with the previous mentioned David and Katie, and Matt's here with us as well as we read Habakkuk 3. And uh, Katie, why don't you uh, yeah. lift us up and prepare us for this moment as we uh, conclude the uh, prophet of Habakkuk. Father, thank you. Thank you um, for this book and just seeing um, seeing how this person um, came before you and how Habakkuk spoke to you and how he heard from you. Um, it's good to, to read these words. It's not a, a book that we read often, um, often enough. And so, Father, I just pray that you would continue to speak to us, continue to encourage us, convict us um, through your word today and meet us where we are, Holy Spirit, so that we can um, continue to be transformed into the likeness of your son, continue to be encouraged um, by, these, by these words um, straight from you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Habakkuk 3, a prayer of Habakkuk the prophet on Sigeonoth. Nobody knows what that word means, uh, but the word is a musical term, which means that this is, uh, this is not only a prayer that Habakkuk prayed, but it fell into the liturgy of Israel as part of a pattern of their worship. So here it is, a prayer of Habakkuk the prophet. Lord, I've heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds, Lord. Repeat them in our day. In our time, make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. God came from Teman, the Holy One from Mount Param. His glory covered the heavens and his praise filled the earth. His splendor was like the sunrise. Rays flashed from his hand where his power was hidden. Plague went before him. Pestilence followed his steps. He stood and shook the earth. He looked and made the nations tremble. The ancient mountains crumbled. The age-old hills collapsed. But he marches on forever. I saw the tents of Cushion and distress, the dwellings of Midians and anguish. Were you angry with the rivers, Lord? Was your wrath against the streams? Did you rage against the sea when you rode your horse and your chariot to victory? You uncovered your bow. You called for many arrows. You split the earth with rivers. The mountains saw you and writhed. Torrents of water swept by the deep roared and lifted its waves on high. Sun and moon stood still in the heavens the glint of your flying arrows at the lightning of your flashing spear. In wrath you strode through the earth and your anger you thrust the nations. You came out to deliver your people, to save your anointed one. You crushed the leader of the land of wickedness. 
You stripped him from head to foot. With his own spear, you pierced his head. When his warriors stormed out to scatter us, gloating as though about to devour the wretched who were in hiding, you trampled the sea with your horses, churning the great waters. I heard and my heart pounded. My lips quivered at the sound. The K crept into my bones and my legs trembled. Yet I'll wait patiently for the day of calamity to come on the nation invading us. The fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines. The olive uh, crops fail and the fields produce no food. Though there are no sheep in the pens and no cattle in the stall, yet I'll rejoice in the Lord. I'll be joyful in God my Savior. The Sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of the deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. What a wonderful uh, piece of poetry. Uh, recalling the images of, you know, I've heard of your fame and of your power in the past. And what a great prayer. Yeah. Do, in your, do in this day for us in this generation what you have done in days of old. Yeah. And a beautiful you know, prayer for us to have on, on the lips is, Lord, we want to see your power and your grace. And we want to see you move among us it doesn't necessarily mean the seas will be split and the mm-hmm. you know uh, the, the nations trampled down and rulers you know toppled from their throne uh, but that is a demonstration of god's power and of god's grace and we want to know god's power and god's grace and you gotta love towards the end verse you know 17 18 yeah i know it's beautiful you're just looking at i mean because everyone you know, or rather, you know, someone say, you know, every person you encounter has a has an inward struggle they're going through, and either yeah, there's people going through like tough days, and you know, where it feels like everything's kind of against them. In this situation, you know, the the fig tree doesn't bud, there's no grapes, you know, the olive crop fails, the the fields produce no food, and, you know, there's no sheep in the pen, the cattle stalls, it's empty. Yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my Savior, and yeah, obviously easy to read here. It's really easy for me to believe believe this for everyone sitting around the table <laughs> and everyone listening. Like, yeah, come on, rejoice in the Lord; He's got you. But, but it is so true that even when things are going, maybe not how we'd want them, there is a, a deep joy that that still remains because the Lord, who He is, He's our Savior. And yeah, I always so, love those reminders. Uh, usually, we would reverse that in your prayer as long as the fig trees are budding. As long as there's grapes on the vine, and as long as you know the olive crops are producing well, and as long as there's a lot of produce out there, and as long as there's sheep are in the pen, the cattle's in the star, I'll rejoice in the Lord. Uh, but uh, you know, he's coming to a place where he said, regardless of all my expectations in life, and regardless of all the comforts in life, I still rejoice in the Lord. And of course, it throws us back, you know, into Job, who, who finally said, even if he slight me, still I'll trust in him. And even if he takes out every prop I've ever, you know, leaned in and every hope, you know, that I've ever had, still he's, you know, and, and this is a place of deeply trusting mm-hmm. in, in the sovereignty of God, re- regardless of the outcome, you know, for, you know, for a Habakkuk and it, and a personal level. It, it, it challenges us to, do we love the Lord because of what he can give us or mm-hmm. what he might give us, or do we just love the Lord mm-hmm. for who he is, which is always a good heart reminder. Even, mm-hmm. even on top of that, knowing that it, it could be his hand. I mean, his hand is definitely allowing it. It could be his hand actually doing it, these things. Um, so recognizing that it could be him doing it, still rejoicing in him, still praising him. That, I mean, what I was just thinking about that passage from Job, though you slay me, still I will praise you, praising him, knowing that 
he is giving judgment and he is now for Job, it wasn't judgment, but here, this is judgment happening. Um, and so praising him in the midst of that, and you were just talking about how, you know, we could reverse it and often do and say, you know, as long as there's this, as long as I'm getting that, but the ironic thing is when we are getting those things, our hearts turn towards ourselves, our hearts, um, turn away from him and think that we are the ones who earned them. We are the ones who made those things happen. So even in abundance, we can tend to uh, idolize the abundance instead of um, praise him for that. So it's just, it's revealing of our hearts to me. Um, it calls me to, um, to just look to him and, and praise him in every season. I think it shows me the importance of, of, suffering, um, and, and keeping my eyes on him in the midst of suffering in the midst of no, um, no fruit and, um, and that he shapes us in those seasons and those moments. Well, he's already told us, you know, those that are righteous will live by, you know, faith or faithfulness. Mm-hmm. And, and of course in this prayer, he's demonstrating that he, he does become, you know, the one who is placing his faith in God and is is acting faithfully in response to that, in spite of all the calamity and all the questions he has, and of course the whole, you know, the whole thing has uh, you know been, uh, you know, his complaint against God, and this is his resolution of the complaint. Even though none of these things happen the way that I want them to, and my life isn't turning out exactly the way that you know I planned it, you know, when I was a teenager, and put all these things on my wall and all the hopes I for still I'm gonna rejoice in God, and then. Then he, you know, his final resolution is the sovereign Lord is my strength in the middle of all this. He, he gives me feet like a deer to mm-hmm. go up on the heights, mm-hmm. and that uh, you know is a beautiful picture of, you know, he he beckons me to come to him and gives me the ability to come up on the mountain and, mm-hmm. and rise above this and meet mm-hmm. with him. So it's beautiful. It's a it's a really nice nice piece of you know poetry. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a lot of darkness in it, but there is also the resolution, you know, that Olamet should always have, yeah. you know, of restating our confidence in God in spite of the answers we don't have mm-hmm. and the things that we see around us that we don't necessarily like. Well, that's what Habakkuk does so well for us is he models before us kind of this, I think you call it like sanctified wrestling or, you know, kind of sanctified questioning where he he really is trying to wrestle with what he sees and in, in connection with God's character and what he's heard about God in the past. You know, and we see that time and time again in scripture that, you know, if, if we are honest before the Lord wrestling with him, um, you, I mean, you see Peter wrestling with Jesus, you see Paul, you know, on the road to Damascus, you get... Um, you get him wrestling with Jesus and Jesus is like, why are you kicking against the goats? I mean, you see these things, mm-hmm. but, but out of that comes, you know, with this vibrant faith that it's not a, I just have questions for the sake of questions or, or blind obedience for the sake of blind mm-hmm. obedience, but a, a wrestling with, you know, who God is, that he is the creator, you know, of all things. He is the sovereign one. And then seeking to live, you know, by faith in the midst of that, you know, or as, as, a faithful one yeah, no you know, doubt. comes out of asking these, these hard, or maybe not even asking, just taking these hard questions that we have to a, to a God who is sovereign and, and then trusting him. You know, the, the, the beauty is he didn't get all his answers, no, uh, but he got God. And, 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 and we never will, you know, and I love the psalmist who invites us to be still in the presence of the Lord as a, you know, as a, as a child is content in the lap of his, as his mother. But isn't that, you know, just the way he opened this prayer, I've heard of your fame and stand in awe of your deeds, repeat them in our day. 
and our time make them known. And wrath, and that's a great line. And wrath, remember mercy. <laughs> and of course, God's even God's judgment is always an act of mercy to turn us, you know, back toward Him. But ultimately, you know, His wrath and mercy met on the cross, right. and we've received it. You know, as is a beautiful picture where uh, God made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us that through Him we we might be the righteousness, receive the righteousness, walk in the righteousness, uh, you know, that is purchased for us, you know, by Christ uh, Jesus. So, uh, Katie and David, thanks for staying for an extra podcast. Loved it. Uh, it. So, David, why don't you close us in prayer? Father, we do pray and and we ask that your fame and, and your good deeds, that you would repeat them in our day and that you would make them known. And we thank you so much for the wonder of the cross that has, Christ received the wrath that was due for us. Um, We received mercy. How shocking, how incredible. Uh, May that be pressed deep into our hearts and affect our lives, um, that you would be glorified in all seasons of life. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen.